Welcome to the Nadiculous Podcast, and I am Renee Sagan. On this episode of Nadiculous, we meet my friend Vanessa, who also happens to be my hairstylist. Over the years, Vanessa has overcome drug addiction, being a single mom, learning from the bottom, to becoming an owner of her own salon. There's a lot of things I wanted to learn from her. One of them was how she overcame her addiction. The other one was how she finally decided to start her own business. Um, Great conversation full of a lot of gems. Sometimes you know someone for a really long time and you really understand that they're awesome, but then you actually sit with them intentionally and really hear um, what they've overcome, what they've decided to do with their life, and then really stuck to it. And it just becomes inspiring. So I hope you're inspired by our conversation today. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe on iTunes as well as SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, as well as wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you have any ideas for the show or would like to be on the show, email nadiculous, N-A-E-D-I-C-U-L-O-U-S at gmail.com. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. It's Renee with the Nadiculous Podcast. Um, Welcome. I'm really excited to introduce you to um, Vanessa, who's going to be on our podcast today. Say hi, Vanessa. Hi. Vanessa's also my hairdresser and I, hairdresser, hairstylist. Whatever, hair, so, both. And I just looked at my hair and I was like, hair oh my genie. God, I just <laughs> realized that my hair looks like garbage and I went to go see you. I also texted Vanessa and was like, should I dye my hair blue? And Vanessa was like, no, 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 don't dye your hair blue. But if you think I should dye my hair blue, feel free to email me or call me. Um, so initially, I I have no clue how this is going to go right now. Let me just be full and uh, transparent because there was two different episodes that I wanted to do with Vanessa on, but I actually am going to see if we could do them together. If we splice it, we splice it. If we don't, we don't. Um, ultimately, sometimes I just think the conversation just needs to happen. So Vanessa has said that she's listened to every podcast we've ever every single one produced. So because she's a super <laughs> fan, she gets to be on the podcast. So if you could be a super fan, you too could be on the <laughs> podcast. So um, I explained it to Vanessa, but she's listened to the previous episodes about what the new format is and um, and what we're bringing on folks to do, which is to really be like mentor in a box, like to tell people. Um, hopefully by your story or by your expertise, you're able to help people um, through whatever they're going through. And so um, do you want to start and just say a little bit about yourself? And hmm. uh, My name is Vanessa Badia. I have been doing hair for, oh dear, <clears throat> 17, maybe 18 years. Um, I have... Two daughters, a 22-year-old, a 16-year-old, a 3-year-old granddaughter, and then I have three stepsons, 25, 21, and 15, and I've been married for one year. One whole year. (laughs) One whole year, but it's been a heck of a year. Oh, it's been a heck of a year. Uh, So um, the funny thing about Vanessa and I is we've known each other for... Ever. Forever. (laughs) What, since 2002? Uh, probably four I think 2004 and um it's funny because I tell people this that like I feel like through every peak and valley of my life even in my 20s I can look over and see Vanessa there and um one of the reasons why I wanted to have Vanessa on the podcast outside of she just opened a new salon in the Fremont area so if you happen to be in the Fremont area come visit Crush Salon located at 
39185 Farwell Drive, right off of the 880 freeway. Right near the... Off of Mowry. All right near the Olive Garden and the Denny's. There you go. Everywhere I go, that's my... That's the stuff I know is I can give you... Like, I could give you... Like um, landmarks of right, places. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know like what anybody's address is. And then, um, so if you like would like to book anything with her, feel free to look up Crush Salon on Facebook, Instagram. Crush Salon Fremont. Uh, Instagram Crush Salon Fremont. Facebook Crush Salon. Uh, my Instagram is Hair Goes Vanessa at. Yeah, Hair Goes Vanessa. Yeah. And, well, so, and I'll make sure to tag her in all of these posts, and it'll also be in in the description box. But um, I'm really, when I sit in her salon, I'm always remember because Vanessa did my hair in the way back when she was like an assistant, um, like when I was across the street, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And so Vanessa has been doing my hair off and on for, what is that? How many years ago is that? At least 13 years, probably. Yeah, 13. So to see somebody that has gone through the different ebbs and flows of their career, going from being an assistant, renting out a booth, to being their own boss, and now owning their own salon, I feel like I'm sitting in, like, someone's dream. So it's really cool, you know what I mean? And just really um, proud of my friends because my friends are cool. Um, And so if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that we ask everybody the same couple of questions. Um, So to start... What are three tracks on the soundtrack of your life? Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I was looking these up last night. Uh-huh. Me and my husband were driving home, and I was asking him, and he's like, what? Like, you got to make up the songs? And I'm like, no. And the first song that came to my mind, I had to listen to it this morning because I was like, I don't even know who sings it. It's so old. <laughs> but it's called um, Leaving 99 by Audio Adrenaline. Audio Adrenaline. Hello, right? Mm. Um, <laughs> and it's uh, basically about... Um, you know, in the Bible, uh, Jesus tells a story about how, you know, the shepherd will leave. If he has 100 sheep and one goes missing, he'll leave the 99 to go find the one. Mm-hmm. And when I was uh, going through, like, you know, the rough, roughest part of my life before I got saved, that when I got saved, that was, like, the song that would just, you know, spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And um, so I definitely, I mean, that was just the one song that came to my head. Um, I'm all, hmm, number two... I don't know. I really like the new Kanye West. The whole album <laughs> yeah. or the, the Sinai Choir album? The, both. Both. I love the, the choir one. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think that would probably be just the one. And then maybe some, uh, I don't know. I think, yeah. I think I only have one. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, for those of you that don't know, when we, like, reference saying, like, being saved, um, we... Um, we're both Christian and we both are what we call late in life Christians, meaning we didn't grow up in the church. We, um, Oh no, I grew up in the church and then I just turned into a heathen halfway through. (laughs) And so part of Vanessa's story that I, that I said I wanted to split it up in two episodes was Vanessa at one point was an addict and addicted to Meth. meth. And then, so to see somebody that has been able to rebuild their life, from like the throes of addiction and be able to um, to build their own business is really inspiring because I think there's sometimes people that are stuck in that thinking, I'm never going to beat this. This is all I'll ever be. Um, they, they'll have records and they'll have whatever, but they won't ever, they, they just feel like it's too overwhelming to start a new life. And so when we reference being saved, it's really when 
we decided to surrender our lives to God and say like, I'm not going to live for myself anymore. I'm going to live for a higher power. And I feel like I'm called to something bigger than myself. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, so that's how we know each other. Um, and then, so the other question is, what is your McDonald's order? Ice cream. That's it? You don't order like French fries? Sometimes French fries, but usually ice cream. Like, I don't really like McDonald's. Um, it's funny because I was listening to your other <laughs> podcast and he's all like Chick-fil-A. I'm like, actually, yeah. I probably am, you know, Chick-fil-A, but no. If I go to McDonald's, it's ice cream and french fries, and sometimes maybe I'll eat some of my husband's food. But um, Do you get the soft serve or the sundae? No, the soft serve. Ice cream cone. Okay. Cone all the way. Okay. Yeah. And so what's your order at Chick-fil-A? Apparently, I should change this Chick-fil-A. question because nobody <laughs> likes McDonald's. Um, it depends. They have like a wrap. It's like, I think like a chicken something wrap. If I'm trying to be like, quote unquote, good, if uh-huh. I want to be like bad, like uh, probably like the... What a spicy chicken sandwich deluxe with fries. Lots of fries with Chick-fil-A sauce. Uh-huh. Fries and Chick-fil-A sauce. Chick-fil-A sauce. Oh, yeah. That's my jam too. Yeah. Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. sauce. I like the Polynesian sometimes, but. I'm normally, all about the Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah. And I love how they just give you more and more and they always say, it's my pleasure. I know. <laughs> Is there anything else I yeah. can help you with? Yes. You can give. <laughs> I've actually only gotten bad service from Chick-fil-A once. <gasps> Um, but in all the times I've always had great service. And then this one time I was in Sunnyvale and I was like, this is not my pleasure. (laughs) I am not pleasurable. Um, next question. What's your biggest accomplishment personally? Um, I would say my biggest accomplishment personally is allowing God to change me from the person I was to, who I am now because before I was a very angry lost person and you know maturing and changing didn't happen overnight I really had to like work and dig and look at myself and you know go to um, a lot of counseling and go through like recovery classes and um, things like that but that's uh, I guess my who I am, I don't know, spiritually, internally, my mindset, being able to grow and change that I think has been probably the, the biggest thing that I'm proud of. Yeah. yeah. I would say that that's probably the biggest transformation in you. Yeah. Has been, it was always about like, because we've been friends for so long. I was um, a hot mess before y'all. <laughs> is, um, is like the whole, like, I think for a really long time you were just like, how come this is, how come this is happening to me or how come right. this Victim. is a, this is what I want to do and right. how come I can't do what I want to do. And I was telling you the other day, like I, the last time I was here that I remember when you wanted to go to Bible college so bad and right. Pastor Juanita was like, right. you oh need to God, raise your kids. But like you would have never had the salon no. had you gone to Bible. Like I think we all wanted to go to Bible college and, and I did. Yeah. I, I did a few years ago, yeah. but I, uh, I did for, I want to say fun, but like, yeah. you know, for fun, like for knowledge, but yeah, it definitely, I don't think I ministry in a different way is my calling, but not like yeah. to be like, you know, a pastor, pastor. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't know why we all thought that that was going to be our career track. Right. Like I just, yeah. I feel like now I just was like, I could never, <laughs> I just think about that. Like people are always like, would you like to marry a pastor? And I'm like, not, not really. Like right. I kind of want I like the life I live right now. I like working in the marketplace. I like, you know, being around people that aren't like me. Like right. I don't, I don't think. I'm I think it's a very tough, tough job that yeah. like 
Yeah, it's just a very tough job that you really do have to have the gift and the grace for. Yeah. And apparently I don't got that. Yeah. It's just a different kind of a resilience. Totally. I think that you're just gifted for different things. I mean, who would do my hair if you were right. a pastor? I mean, come what on. Me? I know. I know. Look at how the reason why my hair is long is because I told Vanessa to tell me every time I cut my hair, not that I can't cut my hair. And so every time I come here, I always am like, maybe it's time to cut my hair. And she tells me no. <laughs> yeah, Leanna, Leanna, if you're listening, um, I've had to have that conversation with her too. The other day <laughs> I was like, maybe I, maybe I should cut my hair. And then I was like, nah. I, but then I look, you know how like right before you're about to cut your hair mm-hmm. and then you look in the Good mirror no, and you're just like, no. wait a minute, this is beautiful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then I feel like I have a couple more years to like wear it long and then I have to be like, like typical Filipino lady and cut my hair. You know how like <laughs> all like the gone. aunties. Yeah, like, <laughs> but I know Joe Koi. Joe Koi, if you want to put us on the Koi pond, let us know. Um, so what's your biggest professional, what would you say is your biggest professional accomplishment? My biggest professional accomplishment. I mean, I, I think the typical answer would be, like, opening a salon, but I really don't feel like that's, like, it. Yeah. I think, um, I think for me, like, <clears throat> the way I, I think and the way, like, what I value, I value growth so mm-hmm. much that, like, um, being able to look back and see me go from like this level to this level to this level Mm -hmm. and, um, and know that I've done it because of all of my determination and hard work. Because, you know, when I was, um, in my like beginning years, when I worked for somebody in a salon, like a commission, uh, working for someone, um, you know, I came in early, I stayed late. I built my clientele myself before like, Facebook and Instagram was so saturated with um, hairdressers and this and that. Like, I built my clientele from. Actually, it's funny because Facebook back then, this is probably like maybe twelve years ago or something. My cousin had made a joke to me and said, "If you do my hair, I'll make you a Facebook fan page." Because remember back it was like a fan page. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And um, and I was like, okay, haha. And so we did it, and then it ended up literally like getting me clients and building my clientele that way. And, um, now it's a lot more challenging because there's so many people, you know, doing it that way. But I think my biggest accomplishment would be, um, just building my clientele and growing and being, um, determined to go from, you know, one level to the Mm -hmm. next, not being afraid of, um, Hard work. Yeah. You know? That's fair. I mean, I think, too, like, people that like to resist, like, their life, and they're like, we were just talking about this before we started recording, like, a lot of times people want to be like, why is this happening to me? But had we never grown up hard, right? we would never have, like, the backbone to, like, this This doesn't happen for everybody. Right. You know now, what I mean? Now I don't, I never, I never ask that question, like, why? Why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. Like, now it's usually like, well, if, if that even comes to my mind, it's usually like, why not? Like, you ain't special. Yeah. Everyone goes through, you know, yeah. everyone goes through stuff, but it's, you know, how you how you deal with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and how you, like, and I think everything that you get thrown, you can pivot into something that works for yeah. you, there's which no, you totally have. There's no way I could have opened this salon um, 
without have gone through the things that I've gone through and learned the things that I've learned to get to this point because it was actually, um, you know, to, to, cause we had, uh, the play, the building that we're in was a salon previously, but like, if you walked in back then, it was like you stepped into 1996. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, it needed a complete facelift and it was just, it wasn't that pretty. Yeah. And, um, you know, we did a complete remodel and, you know, I am not gifted in the area of interior design mm-hmm. and, um, my partner is, thank you, Jesus. So, mm-hmm. you know, she, a lot of this decor is, you know, her idea. Um, but even having to hire, you know, a contractor and, um, you just like really, we thought, Oh, it'll be so cute and so fun. We'll just open a salon. And mm-hmm. It'll just be like, you know, whatever. But there's so many learning things, like even just remodeling, you know, okay, you go to the city, you get a permit now. We go to the city, get a permit. Oh, no, you need plans. Okay, we drew up some plans. No, you need plans from an architect. Now we got to go find an architect. Uh So it's like two steps forward, one step back. Two steps forward, one step back. And if I didn't grow up that way and Mm -hmm. just understand at this point that, like, this is just how it is, Mm -hmm. I would have probably quit. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I did. I quit, like, probably 15 times in this whole process. But, you know. (laughs) But I think that it's that. Like, it's that. um, It. It benefits us to not have gotten everything we've ever wanted. Right, right, definitely. It made you have this like bulldog, like, no, I'm gonna whether I die, I'm right, going to yes. open this along. <laughs> so and I think the other thing that is um when you mentioned like your biggest accomplishment is your your network and and I think people don't realize that building a business in this time is difficult because there is so much um there's so much competition, number right. one, but also having built your book um, years ago was even harder because you weren't able to track all of your, like, right. everything, like, people had to find you right. and they had to hear about you. And so, and I, for, like, my um, perspective of you is that you have pretty loyal clientele. Yeah. Like, we have followed you from salon to salon right. to salon, and many of us have followed you here. And so it's kind of like you opening the salon was like us opening the salon too. Right, right, right. Definitely. So that's kind of when... It's exciting for everyone. Yeah. And when you feel like, oh, you're just doing it for you, you don't realize like how many people, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show so bad was because I feel like there's somebody out there that has a a dream or a desire and they feel like they can't make it happen. And so how can we help them make that happen by telling them about the things that you've learned, number Mm -hmm. one, but also telling them it, it... Nothing good ever comes easy. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like nothing worth doing is easy. Yeah. And so like you have to really commit to the plan and execute the plan and be flexible so that you can execute the plan. Definitely. So um, final question. What is one thing you think you have learned from me over the years? I would say... Knowing Renee as long as I have and just, you know, seeing our lives, like, together, I feel like you're, I feel like you're, like, you know, like me, like, just, you know, determined. You just never give up. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that, like, I don't know if I would say I I learned that from you or if we, like, grew together. together, But, like, I mean, I listen, like I said, I listen to every single one of your podcasts. (laughs) Like, when I say that, like, I'm for real, for real. Yeah. Because I always think, like, dang, Renee always has something good to say. And and she always has something, like, I'm the kind of person who, like, I like, like, 
I don't want to hear you talk about like shallow, dumb stuff. Mm. Like, like if you really have something like in depth or like something that has some depth to it, you mm. know? And, um, like, I feel like I, I, I feel like you inspire me. Oh gosh. <laughs> you know, what's so funny is adding that question into, sorry, I, yeah. sorry. Thank you. But I'm learning to number one, when people tell you something nice to say, thank you, right, right. because I'm used to just being like, no, no, no. no whatever. Yeah. But, um, I initially wanted to pull this question from like, because it seems very like, tell me how great I am. No. But um, it was like one of the things that I'm learning at work, it actually came up on my review was how to be more confident Mm -hmm. and how to say thank you when someone compliments you. And so part of- That's so funny because I always feel like you you come off so confident. Oh my gosh. You know what it is? It is number one, part of it is- um, probably Jesus, right? Yeah. More, more than anything. But the other one is, I wonder how much of that is persona mm-hmm. is because I don't seem traditionally, I'm not, I don't seem traditionally, traditionally beautiful or like what people would think is like traditionally attractive. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, like I don't have like a 36, 24, 36 and I've always Neither had to, do really, I. I don't, well, <laughs> come on. Um, well, like, but I feel like I've carried that with me and mm-hmm. I'm trying to really like like shark that in my forties is like, just own your space. And so I think a lot of times, like even my humor is very self deprecating. It's very like, um, let me say the thing that you're going to say before you say it. So it doesn't hurt me kind of thing. Um, like, Oh my God, I'm so dumb or like whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm trying to not be that because what you, what you present yourself to the world is what people think that they could they can exchange with you. Yes. Meaning like if I tell you to treat me like garbage, you're just, if, if I tell you that I treat myself like garbage, yes. you're going to be like, you're garbage. Yeah. So you don't care. You know what I mean? And so, um, so I'm still learning that. Like, right. because when I heard that in my review, I was like, I totally know what you're talking about. It's, right. that, it's that I can really come across confident when I'm confident in the relationship. Like, and right. I can like, I because, to be yeah. Myself. And I can access Jesus so readily, right? Mm. And I'm still learning how to do that in the marketplace. Right. Because I worked in full-time ministry for so long that it was easy to just be like, well, I'm in, you know what I mean? But when I'm in full-time ministry, so you must listen to me or whatever, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think the past couple of years, having stripped me away and not stripped in a bad way, but just it never worked out that way. Right. I never, there was never a U-turn back into full-time ministry. I don't think that that's what God wants for me. And I don't think that... Um, that's what I even want for myself, right. but it's what I wanted for so long that it's a little bit of a habit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so that's why, like, so thank you for saying that. But, and I, I hope that, like, I hope that that's what it is. I, I want to be someone that's, um, impactful and not like, you look at her. me. I'm so awesome. Like, no. I really want people to have left. I was, um, I'm working on a show that's about like, um, what's your list? Like you not your bucket list, but What's the list of things you want people to say at your funeral? Like, and at the at anybody's funeral, right. they're not going to be like, Vanessa, she was so pretty. Like, no, no one ever right. says that. They right. say like, you know, when when she talked to me, this is how I felt, and like, right. and they truly, truly, it is like people remember how you made them feel. Right. And I want to know like, what is it that they? What are the things that I want people to feel when they when they the associate impact. with me? Yeah. And what am I doing to ensure that they have maximum impact of that? Right. You know, and so. Um, 
I just, think you do a very good job of that. Oh, thank you. I do. Um, and, I'm not just saying that. Oh, well, Because I'm, I'm not that person. I just say nothing I, Well, come on now. <laughs> tell me about it. Um, so a couple of things that um, I wanted to ask you. And so we're going to, I'm going to try to mix the two together and we'll see how we do. But what is probably the biggest hair mistake everybody makes? Like that you're like, Oh my God, I wish people would stop. I thought you were going to say what I made. Yeah. Oh, I got some stories. Uh, it's both. But like in your chair where you're like, girl, do not do that. Oh dear. Um, don't color your own hair. If, I mean, if you want to color your own hair black, fine. But don't come here after you've colored your hair black for five years and want to be blonde. But a lot of the time, people will color their hair a dark color and then later on want to color it a light color and they just throw it on top. And then they come in and they have like, you know, light brownish red roots and black ends or, you know, like. <laughs> they look part skunk. Yeah, yeah, like you can't. Um, it's not as easy as you think to do your own hair if you want to change it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just want to do the same color over and over and over again, you sh- you're pretty much like, you know, you're probably not going to make that big of a mistake. But, yeah, trying to change it and do different things to it, like, you know, it doesn't always come out that great. Right. And then it costs a lot of money to fix. Yeah. And I will say that I have found that since I consistently go to you, that my my color lasts longer and it looks nicer. Right. right now it's really faded. And your hair is longer because and it's, it's not lo- all jet. Yeah, because it doesn't fall out and doesn't do Stop all breaking. that. So what is what is some what are some tips that you would give somebody about? Because I feel like I super trust you. If you were like cut it this way, do mm-hmm. it this way. But what if I was going to a new stylist? What would you recommend? Are some things that you would want someone to do to build trust with their hairstylist? Um, I think being very open and honest. And when I say open and honest, actually maybe maybe honest and open. Be honest with your hairdresser about what your needs are, what you're looking for, or if you even know what your needs are or what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I'll have people come in sometimes and – they don't know really what they want. They just know they don't like their hair. Uh-huh. And um, and sometimes it becomes a bit of a guessing game for a little bit where I'm like – or like a um, – becomes like an interpretational dance where uh-huh. they're like, well, you know, my hair doesn't do this and it doesn't do that. And then I could catch on and be like, oh, okay, it's too heavy. It's this or yeah. we need to do this or that to change it. But also being open um, to change, open to something different and also um, – being open to seeing that stylist more than once before you say, oh, I don't like it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, a yeah. lot of the time people, they'll come in and they're like, oh, no one can do my hair. Well, you don't give anyone a chance if you mm-hmm. just go. It's like dating. You can't just go on one date and be like, eh, no. Sometimes I mean, you can, though. Well, right, 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 okay. you can, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, it, it can be, um, like, I mean, unless, yeah, they just, like, you know, made your hair fall out or something. Yeah. But, like, you know, sometimes it's a, you know, you're 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 on guard. You're kind of, you know, nervous. You don't know this person that well. Sometimes people click right away. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't. You know, like the dating thing. Sometimes you it's, like, whatever. And then maybe the third or fourth date, you're like, oh, you know what? I actually kind of like you. Like, yeah. you know, you got to give it a chance. Like, I, I say at least three visits before you decide you want to 
go or whatever. I also think some people come in here with pictures of J-Lo, but you don't look like J-Lo. Oh, yeah. So you're not going to come out of here looking like J-Lo. Well, I usually will ask that question when they show a picture. What do you like about this picture? Sometimes they'll be like, oh, her bangs. The whole picture for bangs. And then say, I like her bangs. Uh-huh. Some people can't wear bangs. Uh-huh. But the um, being able to have a good consultation with your, you know, your stylist and talk, like I said, talk about your needs. I like this picture because I like her bangs or I like this color or I like, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But, um, yeah, give it a chance and be open to if the stylist says, like, you know, I mean, nine times out of ten, someone comes in with a picture and it's not for them. I'll usually say, well, you know, explaining why, like, mm-hmm. you know, actually your forehead is kind of small. Bangs will make your head look, your face look you know, smaller, but what we can do is give you a nice swoop bang, which yeah. will elongate your face and make you look brighter and this, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, um, but you know, give it a chance, give, give the stylist a chance. I mean, there's a reason why they're doing hair and you're not right. Fair statement. <laughs> I would say that I was like, mm, I, um, I really want, I, at one point, some girl that I told to give me like these, like super like blunt bangs and I ended up looking like Bruce Valanche for like <laughs> long. I looked so ridiculous um so I like to be bougie on a budget as mm-hmm. you know so what is the maximum amount of time that you should go between seeing your stylist like it depends on what your um it depends on what your needs are so I mean if I can only afford to go to the salon Every six months. Let that be part of your consultation. Let that stylist know. This is my budget. This is what I'm willing to... This is how often I'm willing to be here. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, someone wants to come in for, um, you know, some highlights. and But I'm only going to get them touched up every six months. Okay, well, maybe a balayage would be better look for you because that's a more of a lower maintenance look. Um, And sometimes... I mean, really, sometimes it's just like, yeah, you might look like your hair has grown out for six months. Like some things, some things you can't really get around, Mm -hmm. um, you know, haircuts, uh, we recommend, uh, four to six weeks for maintenance. So if you want to look the same, if you want to keep the look you have Mm -hmm. four to six weeks, if you're trying to grow out your hair, if your hair is in good condition, I say maybe four months Mm -hmm. before you get a trim. If your hair is in bad condition, maybe every two and a half months, Mm -hmm. um, to try and start cleaning things up. Um, I think it's very, uh, in like individual, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on what your, your needs and what your, um, your goals are. I mean, but a lot of the time, you know, when I, I'll, I'll talk to people and I'll say like, you know, you know, well, what is your budget? Well, you know, how, how are you going to maintain, can you maintain this? You know, Mm -hmm. this, the, like if you come in here and you want a short pixie cut, that haircut's going to last you about a month. Right. And then it's going to start growing out. Mm-hmm. Do you care? Or I just want to have this haircut for now and then I'll see where it takes me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you want to keep it that way, you know, it's four weeks. But also, too, I would let people know um, this is a very high maintenance mm-hmm. look as opposed yeah. to. Can you afford that? Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, really, it's. Um, and sometimes I'll tell people, well, you know, it's. I mean, it depends on you. Like. 
I have clients who come in here every three weeks to cover their grade. Mm -hmm. And they are all about it because right. they don't want no one seeing their grade. Mm -hmm. And then there's some people who come in every – I have one lady who comes in every time she has a presentation for work to cover her grade. <laughs> so every few months, like, yeah. you know, um, she doesn't really care. Yeah. You know, so it really just depends on, you know, like, like bougie on a budget – there's ways to make your hair look great without, mm -hmm. you know, being high maintenance or mm -hmm. whatever. It's just very, I think, individual um, and working with that. Like, what goal do you have in mind and all that kind of stuff. I feel like the major theme here is being self-aware. Totally. Like, dude, like, know yourself. Like, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't have, like, like, I learned this when I was blonde is, like, I can't handle yeah. that in between, yeah. which is why we ended up going brown yeah. eventually because I can't handle when it starts to get brassy. Yeah. It's just too much for me. Right. And so I found out like, okay, you know what? As not, as much as I like blonde, it ain't, I, yeah. it's not for me. Like it's better that I have well, like look a look at my brown. hands. No one can see my hands, but yeah. I got my nails done two weeks ago. I don't have nails on anymore. Yeah. And my, my assistant even said, why did you do that? You're just going to take them off. Yeah. She knows me. <laughs> I, uh, I feel that same way about my lashes because I get my yeah. lashes done and they they say like every three weeks, and I yeah. was I always try to push it back. And I'm at the point now where like my left side is bald <laughs> and my right side isn't, and I'm like I can't do it. I need to, I, I made an appointment actually on my way over here because I'm like I need to get my lashes done. You should try our girl. I know, I know, um, but it's so far for I me. I have to be mindful just because I have to be somewhere. Again, I, I was just talking about this at the last podcast. Like, I just am aware Far for of my, her. It's not far for everyone. <laughs> I know. It's not. I actually, I travel this far for my hair, but it's just going in the middle of the week, you know, right. whatever. So it's a little bit harder. If I could go on a Saturday, but then, like, it's just, it's bandwidth-wise, I'm just more, I'm more mindful. I think the older I get. No, yes. <laughs> I'm more, and then, so if I do that, if I can't make it out here, I'll be, like, I'll be, I'll be sad now. I'll, just, I'll pull my You'll lashes out. You'll be walking out. around with a bald eye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the other thing is, right, like, so about being self-aware, the one thing I know about Vanessa, there was a time where I was coming after work to get my hair done. It just never works for me. I can never make it here <laughs> on time. So I always make my appointments on Saturdays now because it's, I know I can make it here. Right. Like, because I don't want to be the person, like, for a really long time, Vanessa's like, I know, she's like, she would tell me, well, I know she's going to be late any minute now. She's going to call me <laughs> and tell me she's on her way. That's hey, I'm married to a Filipino, okay? Everybody knows. I, know. I try. I know. I know the Filipino time. <laughs> I know. What just made you decide to go on your own? Because you could have stayed, like, on – you could have stayed, like – At my old salon? Yeah, you could have stayed, like, renting a booth or doing whatever. Um, You know, that's a funny question because I, uh, I was just talking to my dad about this earlier when I was on my way over here, and – you know, he, I was saying how I can't say that this has always been my dream to yeah. open a salon. And ever since I was, you know, a little girl or whatever, this is what I wanted to do. I've always known that I wanted to do hair since I was 14. But I never saw myself as a salon owner. And then when I first salon that I grew up in, I, I worked for 11 years there and you know, the salon owner, they're stressed. And, uh -huh. um, and I'm like, I don't want that, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and also too, I think it just seems so big, maybe just too out of my reach. Uh -huh. Like, so I just never really let my mind go there. And just a few years ago, 
um, I just kind of started to feel a different kind of way about it. And like, I mean, I'd, I'd be like at a shopping center and I'd walk by a vacant, um, building and be like, Oh, if I had a salon, you know, Mm -hmm. it just kind of like entertaining the thoughts. And, um, and then last year, last October, 2019, 20, 19, no, 18. Yeah. 2018. Um, it just like became so big in me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I started writing, you know, writing it down Mm -hmm. and then, um, Little by little, things just started to come together. I started talking to Monica, who's my partner, like, hey, you want to be my partner? Let's do this. Yeah. And um, it, like, you know, at first we were just kind of, like, you know, tossing it around. And then, you know, we started talking about it more. Then we, like, just one thing after the other. And it just happened. And I I think I kind of, like, built on the momentum where it wasn't, like, where I ever was, like, I want to do this. It was like, oh, maybe I can do this. Oh, uh, you know, baby step here. And then like, oh, mm, that seems kind of hard. I'll, you know, I'll stay doing what I'm doing. Um, but then I, I don't know, just last year it was just like doing it, Yeah, you know? And, um, and also there's a lot of things that I want to do that maybe that's part of it is what, what, uh, gave me the push inside was there's a lot of things that I want to do that I can't do without having my own place. Okay. (laughs) You know, so like, um, such as, such as like, uh, getting involved in the community to promote my business, Uh you know, and having events, holding Mm -hmm. events and things like that. Like as an independent person, um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the salon that I, I was renting from before is like, you know, if I want to hold an event or whatever, um, you know, for the most part, I'm doing a lot of work to bring in people that's not even going to benefit me. Yeah. You know what I mean? True. Um, or I just, I don't have that, uh, the, what do you call it? Like the, uh, the cash flow to, mm-hmm. to be holding an event or doing some kind of thing that like, or wanting to train people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I, when I worked at my old place, I never had an assistant because I knew I didn't have the, um, the time or what, like, I couldn't give them the best of me Yeah, on my own. Um, and now like my assistant, I can't live without. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, but now it's like, we have, I have space to do this. I couldn't like bring my assistant in on a day where the salon was closed over there and try and hold a class and uh-huh. things like that. I just, it wasn't my place to be able to mm-hmm. do things like that. So I think, you know, just the more inside of me that I wanted to do, it just made, made sense, mm-hmm. you know? And finding a partner, what, what are some things that you really were like, cause that's a pretty big thing. That's like, that's like choosing a husband, yeah. right? We always say we're married now. Yeah. So, like, what was what were some things that you really needed this partner? Like, because I think that that's probably a common mistake people make is they partner with the wrong people, right? And that ends up being their demise. Like, so what did you have to vet out to ensure? Because it's one thing to be a great coworker. It's one thing to to have a real good homegirl, but it's another thing to say like, oh, I can like match my money. I can merge my money with yours, right? What do you know? What you looked for within? Well, I mean, really, I wasn't looking for a partner. I was just talking to, and Monica I worked with, she was a renter as well, and 
you know, we're both kind of on the same page when it comes to like, she's a go getter. She's a freaking bulldog, man. Mm -hmm. And, um, what do you call it? We, uh, we were just kind of like, yeah, okay. And we, you know, we were kind of feeling it out. Mm -hmm. Um, like, yeah, we're going to do this. And then, uh, you know, she talked to her husband, I talked to mine and then, you know, and there was a lot of, um, voices. Are you sure that's what you want to do? What if this, what if that, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And, um, and I think too, like, and I mean, you know, everyone's different. I don't know, like, you know, but like for me, I feel like even like in, in marriage and friendship, in, if in anything to have a good partner, you have to be a good partner mm-hmm. and you have to, you know, um, treat that other person with honor and allow them to, um, uh, shine in their strengths mm-hmm. and, you shine in yours. Like we don't both have to be, she designed this whole salon. Mm -hmm. I did nothing. I just Mm -hmm. paid for half of it. (laughs) You know, I said, well, let me know. And if I don't like it, I'll say something. Yeah. But like, I mean, the salon's beautiful and, um, you know, it wasn't, it's just, it's not my gift. Yeah. You know, my gift is more like, uh, like I really am interested in like marketing Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, the, the numbers and, you know, um, you know, learning things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like, and we had, we we had a, a good, probably six months before we ever signed the lease mm-hmm. and actually growing in that six months as far as like, cause we went through a few, a few things where we, um, we were, we were thinking about buying a, a, mm-hmm. a already a business, a salon mm-hmm. business. Um, and there was two salon businesses that we were, uh, in, uh, negotiations to, um, to buy one of them, uh, the salon was too small for what we wanted. Mm-hmm. We, we thought we could make it work, but there was no way. And then, um, another one, the lady wanted too much money for, she didn't have like, it wasn't worth what she was asking mm-hmm. for. And, um, and just in those things you start to, cause like I, I get turned on by seeing people walk in their gift. Yeah. I get turned on in mm. like that sounds weird, but like no, no, no. yeah, 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 I get it. But like you know, seeing people rise to the occasion, and um, I can't say that I sought her out because I just saw all this potential uh-huh. in her. I've just seen it as we've grown together, mm-hmm. and um, I think you know it was honestly, I like it was a God thing, yeah, you know, and. Um, and, and again, being a good partner to a good, you know, yeah. to a partner, because I mean, there's been plenty of times where we've like, like, she's like, well, what if we get in a fight? And well, then we make up, yeah. like, you know, and, and, and there's been plenty of times where we've had to have, you know, a couple of like, you know, bitchy conversations yeah. or whatever. And, um, what, one, one time in particular, I remember we were kind of going back and forth and then we're like, okay. And so then the next day, you know, we, I walk into the salon and we're like, Hey, hi, hug. Okay, good. We're good. Like, just uh-huh. let it go. Move uh-huh. on. You know, like, and that's the biggest thing is, you know, business is business and there are, I feel like as long as you're treating that other person with the respect, mm-hmm. those things you can work out. Cause mm-hmm. the bit you're, we're in that we belong to the same business. Mm-hmm. What's going to benefit when you know that, like, you know, it's like, um, my relationship with her is very important. Uh-huh. Very important. Uh-huh. I can't disregard my relationship with her for the business. 
we won't have a business if our relationship yep. isn't mm-hmm. where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's just grown, mm-hmm. you know. But like, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The other <laughs> thing too is it sounds like you didn't see there was opportunities to see red flags and you never saw any. Right. Like, so I think I think it's a not rushing into it and allowing yourself to let yourself be in hard positions. Like, like how does that person deal with disappointment and how right. does that person deal with disagreement? Because the moment someone like flies off the handle or, um, their, um, their knee jerk reaction is to talk smack about you to other people right. and be gossipy. Then you're like, okay, hard stop. This is not going to be my right. partner. But I think ultimately she's shown herself. I, I love Monica just because yeah. she's like super steady. Every time you see her, it's the same kind of like, Always very positive. I just spit on you. Sorry. It's okay. Always very positive. Always. And so I think it's knowing that it was just, I feel like she reveals herself to be somebody that is like full of integrity and honorable. And those are the things you kind of want to marry to. And give, and give, and give grace, you know, when you're having a bad day. Okay, cool. Like, let it go. A lot of it is letting, I think sometimes if you don't focus on what is the important thing, like our business, we're on the same team. Yeah. There there is no fighting we are on the same team. Mm-hmm. So if if I have a suggestion and you don't like it, okay, and, and we kind of like um threw that out there in the beginning. Like you you know how like in businesses you have to have systems mm-hmm. to to refer back to so that way when something arises, well this is how we resolve yeah. that problem. Okay, so if if we have a disagreement Okay, well, what are the pros? What are the cons? Mm-hmm. Let's sit down and we'll discuss, you know, whatever. Yeah. Not just like, no, I don't like that. No, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, you know, really like bringing it back to kindergarten, learning how to work together. Yeah. And one of the things that I, I love that you just said was um, it's something that I really was very passionate about bringing back to the podcast was the ability to say like, just because you didn't go to school for it doesn't mean you can't learn it. Right. And so even saying things like you have to have a system because some people never – understand that and it could you could tell that you've been a student of all the other salons you've you've worked at and to be like this is what worked this is what didn't um I know that there was disagreements because there wasn't necessarily a place to snap back to right so I think that that's um that is a key differentiator for anybody that wants to be successful is to be able to find the parts that make people successful and marry it to your vision kind of if that makes sense so um interesting and so we mentioned earlier that you you used to be an addict. What was what's the most surprising thing if you could? That was how many years ago? Uh, fifteen. If dang, really? I know that is crazy. Bianca just turned sixteen, and I got clean right before she turned a year. So, have you ever run into anybody from that time? Um, I mean, I have some. Actually, I have one really good friend who we're still very very close. Um, uh huh. And we were both a mess back then. And, uh-huh. you know, we're both like, we, we kind of laughed now. We're all, look at us. We're all grown up. We're grandmas. We're married. We're uh, like doing stuff. And yeah. before we were just. <laughs> You'd be home by nine and not up all night anymore. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So do you, what is one thing you, like, what got you out of that? Because like, it's hard. Like, I think that first year when you're trying to change yourself mm-hmm. and you decided, what made you decide to get clean? Um, I had, at that point, I was 23. I had two kids. One of my, well, 
I, my, my, the person I was in a relationship with, my kid's dad, um, that was all bad. Uh-huh. And then we split up and I felt like my whole world was falling apart and I'm still like, you know, this just miserable, you know, mm-hmm. uh, at it. And, um, you know, I have two kids and I'm just, you know, just empty uh-huh. and, um, broken. And I just, just hated how I felt every day. Uh-huh. And there was a point where, you know, a lot of the time people will, or a hundred percent of the time mm-hmm. we, we do drugs, drink, whatever to self-medicate, to numb, to feel, feel something. Mm-hmm. And, um, at one point in my life being, being high was felt better than being sober. And then I got to a point where being hot, being sober or being high wasn't making the pain go away anymore. Mm. And it was just making things more painful. But at that point, I felt trapped mm-hmm. because I couldn't find my way out. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when I really, you know, uh, came to know uh, Jesus in a, in a real, real kind of way because I was just so... And that's why I say I did grow up in church. I know who Jesus was. And I had, you know, what do you call it? Like the backslider or whatever. Uh, but I I was I, I knew where to go to at that point. And unfortunately, that was my quote last resort when really I always go, what made me wait so long? Yeah. But I um I just was miserable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just I lay, I would just I was alone. Mm-hmm. I had no money. I, I mean, I had my cosmetology license. I was working, but I, I just, I was lost, and, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I just didn't want to feel that way anymore. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to not feel that way anymore. And, you know, I just like cried out to God and said, I, I don't want to be like this, mm-hmm. but I don't know how to not be like this, mm-hmm. but I know you know how not to be like uh-huh. this. And I mean, literally that was like my most simple prayer. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, and just like that, you know, uh, things started to change. And when I say things started to change, just like I, I feel like God, like the ball started rolling. And um, I had prayed this prayer and maybe a month or so later, um, things were just starting to like change. And uh, a situation had occurred where someone had called me up and invited me to a class that she was teaching. And I'm like, well, okay, what, what, what kind of class is it? And she, she was a minister and I was like, who told you to call me? And I just knew, I just, just knew. paranoid. Yeah. Right. And I just knew that that was God like saying, Hey, here's your chance. Mm-hmm. And I just grabbed on and was like, I can't go back there. Mm-hmm. There's nothing left. There's just, there's nothing left for me there. And I mean, not everybody, I don't think everybody is like that, but like, I mean, I, I ran my life into the ground, mm-hmm. you know, like I wrote it till the wheels fell off <laughs> and, <laughs> and they did. Yes. And they're, they're just there. I didn't, I didn't want to be in that place no more. And it is literally just like that, a decision you make mm-hmm. just because you don't know how to get out of it. Doesn't mean that you can't reach out to find mm-hmm. a way out, you know? How did you deal with, because I'm sure people were like, oh, you say that now, but it's not going to last. Because did you have like naysayers when you were trying to get clean? You know, I never, I, I can't say that I ever had that. And I really do believe because 
my change was there mm-hmm. and um, people saw it. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember a friend of mine whose mom hated me because mm-hmm. I was like that dope fiend who, yeah. you know, come over or whatever. And um, we were, this was, you know, maybe a year after and I know she didn't like me and um, I had, we were somewhere and her mom was there and she even told me, wow, you just, you look different, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, I think the change was because I was very repentant. I was very open. Mm -hmm. I wasn't hiding anything, Mm -hmm. you know? And, Mm -hmm. and I, I think that that shows, um, shows people like, you know, when you're trying to hide stuff, when you're trying to like, well, it makes people suspicious, but if you're just like straight, this is it, this is what I'm doing. This is how I am. Mm -hmm. Um, it just, you know, I didn't, I didn't, um, and, and I stopped like hanging out with that, like yeah. I mean, a complete change. I wasn't trying to like, see if I could, yeah. you know, have a foot in here and a foot in there. Mm-hmm. It just, I just, I you closed every door. Yeah. And yeah. it was, it was because I just, everything that had to do with that life just was, um, painful to me now mm. you know so mm. it wasn't like a place that I wanted to to go back to mm-hmm. so I I literally like I feel like I ran you know mm-hmm. to in the other direction mm-hmm. yeah in your wildest dreams when you were getting clean do you ever think because I think it's amazing like within like you're married like at that point you were a single mom two kids under the age of like seven and then now you're married to a great guy. You um, you own your own business. Like in your wildest dreams, do you ever think that this could have been? Never, ever, ever. Yeah. Because well, and I would say that's that's what happens when you um, when you change your mind and your mentality. Because back then, I never thought that I could do anything. Uh-huh. I never thought that I could even take care of my kids by myself without you know having someone to help me with the rent or, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to, uh, rely on my parents or, you know, like I never thought that I would get past that place. And now I look back and I'm like, I can't believe my mind ever thought that way, Mm -hmm. you know, because I, I, um, I do believe in myself, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and I do believe in, because I'm, I've dug my way out, you know, mm-hmm. and it wasn't easy and it wasn't, you know, so I, I know what I can do because I've seen myself do it. Mm-hmm. And I do know that it comes from the way you think about yourself, the way you feel about yourself and it, the, just your, your internal dialogue. I have to be very mindful of the way I treat myself, the way I talk about myself to myself. Because mm-hmm. when, like I told my girls, you know, the things that you say inside of your head, would you say that to your best friend? Mm-hmm. And, you know, anyone I say that to, they're always like, no, uh-huh. of course not. Because yeah. you wouldn't have any friends. Right. And how can you, if you really want to go somewhere, you have to do whatever it takes. And if you know I will do whatever it takes to get to the next level or get to where I want to be, mm-hmm. I know part of what it takes is to speak to myself, be my cheerleader, be my, you know, my, um, you know, encourager Mm -hmm. and allowing, uh, myself to, even if I'm afraid, um, do it anyway and not be afraid of failure. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were opening the salon, I had hired a coach and, um, 
And at one point I'm like, but what if we, you know, lose all our money and whatever? And she goes, so what? Then you lose all your money and you go back to renting. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd like take the worst case scenario. And right. Just, and, yeah. and I mean, with the salon, we like thought of all the worst case scenarios yeah. and we thought we, I mean, this is a 11 chairs. Yeah. We have 11 chairs and the rent here is very high. Mm. And, um, we were like, okay, we're going to be here by ourselves for a while because mm-hmm. it's going to take a while to get people, mm-hmm. you know, to in here and, you know, whatever. And, and then what if no one comes? Well, what if, what are we going to do? We're completely full. We mm-hmm. had to add two stations and that was our first month. Mm-hmm. So it now seeing that now, again, it like, it encourages me to remember, well, remember when you thought this mm-hmm. and that, so like, I can't afford to have those negative thoughts, entertain those for too long, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. High five. I'm like, yeah. Super inspiring. <laughs> um, anything, last words or like last things to share about um, changing your life? What initially I thought this was going to be about like opening your own business, but it, what I'm really hearing is that it's about changing your mindset and being able to see yourself in a better position, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't seem like it could ever happen. That was, you always saw yourself a step ahead of where you were. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not going to be my forever. Right. And so um, I love when conversations like that because you never know what it takes someone to be successful. But ultimately, your key to success has always been, I refuse to be this forever. And right. so, and um, and that, I don't, I've never known that about you just because we've never talked about it before. Right. But it's, it's, it's super convicting for me. Just like, what are the things that I limit my thinking in? And how can I expand my thinking to the next thing? Right. And so is there anything else that you wish you could tell people or say like, hey, if you're ever going to own your own business or if you're ever going to change your life, this is one thing that you need to do? Or, um, I would say change your mind. Mm-hmm. If you tell yourself you can't, you can't. Mm-hmm. And if you tell yourself you can, you can't. Mm-hmm. And the more you whatever you focus on is what you're going to get, mm-hmm. you know? So if I focus on, I can't, I can't, I can't, I won't. When yeah. I was, you know, when I was younger and in, in my addiction, I couldn't do anything mm-hmm. because I told myself I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I believe that about myself. And you can tell yourself today, I can, even mm-hmm. if you think you can't, mm-hmm. because you don't have to believe it. Yeah. You just have to say it. And the, you know, at some point in your life, you probably didn't believe that you were stupid. Uh-huh. But the more you say, the more you this, the more you believe, you know, you believe it. Uh-huh. But at some point, the more your your words have power. So when you confess, I mean, like even if you go to a, um, you know, like a psychiatrist or something, they'll tell you like affirmations, write things down, look in the mirror, say these things. Because uh-huh. you know what, it feels good when someone says something nice to you, mm-hmm. and. When you do that to yourself, we think it like oh, it's stupid, but it really is um, empowering. Yeah. And if you're afraid, so what? Yeah. Just do it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, the get do what you need to do. You know, don't just say don't be crazy and just be like, oh, I'm gonna do this and just yeah. jump into it. Do yeah. your research. Yeah. Do your homework. Mm-hmm. You know, do what you. I mean, like, I you know when when we first started or thinking about opening a salon, I hired a coach. Mm. You know, I paid somebody who has been in a business for, she's a salon owner for 25 years, mm-hmm. a very successful and a very big, I think 25 chairs, mm-hmm. um, you know, salon mm-hmm. in, in Castro Valley. And, um, 
you know, she mentored me and, you know, any, I listen to like tons of podcasts. I read books, like, you know, and I think you need a balance of learning business and learning how things work, but also you need like the self-help, like learning how to take care of yourself, learning how to be good to yourself. If you are, I mean, because most of us know if we have low self-esteem, we know we have low self-esteem. And if you know that, tell yourself, okay, I'm going to do something different today. Mm -hmm. If it's just reading one book, if it's just writing one positive thing down and every time you feel bad, pull out that piece of paper and read that one positive thing. Like Mm -hmm. just start, just start somewhere. Yeah. You know, it's easy to not do nothing. Yeah. (laughs) true it's easier to do nothing than it is to try one thing that's uncomfortable but when you start doing that one thing that's uncomfortable at some point it's gonna become your normal Mm -hmm. you know it's like if you work out and when I first started working out years ago I remember I couldn't run for like three minutes without dying Mm -hmm. when I say dying like dead Dead. dead and like now I mean, I, you know, I do kickboxing. I used to do MMA. I, you know, I could, I don't like to run, but Mm -hmm. I could run. Um, But I never thought that I could do it. Mm -hmm. And I have a client who's a um, marathon runner. And she says, you just every day do one more minute. Every Mm -hmm. day just add, you don't got to do 15 more minutes. Just one little simple thing. Just do one more thing that seems easy. Yeah. Just do the next easy thing. Then just do the next easy thing. And that becomes, it was hard in the beginning, but then it becomes Maybe not always easy, but it becomes normal. Yeah. You could add to it. Yeah. Oh, that was good. That's good. I love it. All right. Here's hoping that you do one more, you add one more minute to your life. And um, thank you so much for everything. It was so good. You like had so much to share. So like your life is so rich. I'm so, so proud to call you friend. I'm proud that you do my hair but more than I know more than anything more more than she's proud to call me stop it that's not true (laughs) we share we even share birthday and everything but I feel like you have so much wisdom like there's so much to share and so much that people have no clue about your story and there's so much to build on come sit in my chair I'll tell you all about it (laughs) exactly so if they want to come sit in your chair remind us again where to find you um crush salon fremont uh what is 39185 Farwell Drive. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at hair goes Vanessa underscore uh, Crush Salon Fremont on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook, Vanessa Badia. Um, phone number 510-378-9569. Text if you want an appointment, consultation, or just want to talk. <laughs> yes. And she's the best. Great balayage, by the way. That's how my hair is done. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you received as much as I did. Um, It's so amazing. Um, Talk to your friends, man, because your friends are like wells of knowledge. And I feel like I sat in a masterclass of like self-improvement, of transformation. Um, And there was just so much that I just gleaned from this conversation. I hope you did the same. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Nadiculous. Don't forget to follow Vanessa at HairGoesVanessa underscore on Instagram as well as Facebook. You can also follow her salon at Crush Salon Fremont on Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget to also like, follow, and subscribe to the Nadiculous podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you and have a great day.